0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome in. This is the Tiger Woods Show right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Cam Rogers coming at you riding solo this week as Bridget Whalen is on assignment, if you will, for the U.S. Women's Open. So best of luck to her as she covers that event. Short show on tap for you guys. I'm going with a different feel here on this episode. Short and consumable, if you will, filled with my sports betting picks for this week's tournament, the Memorial. Very excited for this week. It should be a fantastic field of really talented guys. John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Jordan Spieth, McElroy is in the field as well. So it should be a very intriguing week of golf. Before we get to all of that, Want to give a shout-out to our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. So, as I go through my predictions in this episode, be sure to use Online. For your bets get at me on social media i'm on twitter at mr rogers 99 continue the conversation there or on instagram at mr rogers 98 hope everybody had a fantastic memorial day weekend we are now into june can you believe it the u.s open is just two weeks away i can't really process that but yes Another major championship is on the horizon. But before we get to that, we have to talk about the Memorial Tournament. Jack's Tournament, if you will. Muirfield Village Golf Club, par 72, 7,500 yards. Site of two events last year, by the way. If you remember, due to COVID, Muirfield Village was host to the Memorial, of course. But the week before that, the workday. Which was won by Colin Morikawa. The defending champion at this tournament is John Rahm. The course went through a big-time renovation, by the way. Greens, fairways, and tee boxes have been regrassed, and 100 yards of distance have been added. So, one of the most difficult courses on the PGA Tour, in general, perhaps, is about to get even tougher. Certainly one of the toughest to scramble on. So a lot of golfers I'm targeting this week, short game magicians, scramblers, good sand players. Obviously, I will be looking at the ball strikers, as I always do, the Keegan Bradleys, the Corey Connorses of the world. And a really interesting storyline here this week. Here at Mirfield Village, they will be offering COVID-19 vaccines on site. So I think that's interesting in that We are in such large supply now that we're basically handing out vaccines like candy, which is really interesting because I remember back in March, I was like, oh my gosh, when am I going to be able to get one? And lo and behold, we have a plenty now. By the way, as I mentioned, stacked field, major championship-esque type field. The key this week will, of course, be able to take advantage of the par fives and hold on while you play those par fours and par threes. So... Really got to get your birdies in at those par fives, scramble well, drive the ball well. Reportedly, the fairways are going to be tighter than the previous editions of the Memorial. So be on the lookout for that. So here's what I'm going to do. Go through my outright pick, my top finisher positions, as well as some matchups and some props here for this tournament. I'm not going to lay out the odds because obviously it will depend depending on what sports book you're working out of. Some of you may not be able to play bet online. I'm not necessarily sure how that all works, but just know that I will not be saying the odds. But just suffice it to say that the names that I'm picking relatively are of value, not necessarily chalky plays. So here we go. My outright bet. The winner of the Memorial Tournament. Keegan Bradley, only Colin Morikawa, Bryson DeChambeau, and Justin Thomas along with John Rahm lead Bradley in strokes gained tee to green this year. Those guys, that's it. Those four guys lead Keegan Bradley in terms of ball striking. That's pretty darn good. The putter, by the way, is slowly coming to field average, if not better, which is a good thing if you're Keegan Bradley because his flat stick is easily the worst part of his game. And here's an interesting stat. He's eighth in strokes gained around the green within the last 24 rounds. He's fourth, by the way, in good drives gained within the last 24 rounds in this field. So the driver is good. The short game is coming along. We know he's an elite ball striker, and the putter is coming to field average. You put all of that together, that spells victory soon, in my opinion, and Bradley is a big game hunter. He has contended and won at PGA Championships before. Those are certainly big stages when you play PGA Championships, so give me Keegan to win this week, by the way. I don't know what Bridget's pick is. I will ideally put it in the description of this episode she has not gotten to me about that yet, but we shall see. Top 10 finish, Patrick Reed. Look, he missed the cut on the number last week at the Charles Schwab Challenge, so I'm not too, too worried. Following his three missed cuts this season, these are his finishes. A win at Tory Pines, a T22, a T6. He knows how to bounce back. One of the best scramblers in the game. Strong par 4 player 2. Give me Patrick Reed for a top 10. How about top 20? Charles Schwartzel, the South African. I'm willing to go back to him after the miscut at the PGA Championship. I think that is a forgivable miscut. Before that, he had rattled off five consecutive top 26 finishes with a T3 at the Byron Nelson. His approach game is one of the best on the pga tour right now a top 20 finish i think that's an easy ask for charles schwartzel top 30 shane lowry the short game has always been there we know that but he's playing well with his irons too so you combine those two things i think a top 30 is certainly in the realm of possibility he's gained strokes on approach in seven consecutive events during that stretch he's earned three top tens including a fourth-place finish at the PGA Championship. He's a big game hunter, reigning Open champion. He will defend his title later this summer. Top 40 finish, Kyle Stanley continues to be a really good ball striker, but also a really bad putter. But again, all we need is a top 40. He's made four consecutive cuts and is coming off a T8 finish at the Charles Schwab challenge also has a really good course history here at the memorial tournament near field village so outright keegan top 10 patrick reed top 20 Charles, top 30 lowry top 40 kyle stanley how about some matchups you're getting plus money on shane lowry over Scotty Scheffler on a lot of sports books out there. So give me Shane to beat out Scotty. I'm not really sure where Scheffler's game is right now. I'm not thrilled with his irons or short game. We know he's a good driver of the golf ball, but I will lean on Lowry in that matchup. Patrick Reed over Jason Day. Talk about somebody who has lost their game. Jason Day has been nowhere on the leaderboards on the PGA Tour so far this season. Patrick Reed, I told you the stat, coming off missed cuts, he's pretty darn good. Keegan Bradley over Emiliano Grillo. So Bradley, I'm picking to win. I might as well pick him to beat out Griot, who, by the way, is a really good ball striker in his own right, but he struggles to rattle off multiple top 10s. He finished inside the top 10 last week at the Charles Schwab. But sometimes he has a tendency to sort of fall back after that. Perhaps regression to the mean, something like that. But I'll take Bradley there. So those are my matchups. Going into the props this week, Victor Hovland for top European. T3, T48 finishes at Mirfield last year. Prior to the PGA, he had back-to-back top three finishes on the PGA Tour. Top 10 on tour in par 5 scoring. Has missed only one cut worldwide in his last 29 starts, and recently he's become a slightly above average short game player. That's something I like to hear because we know he's a good ball striker, but if you couple that with his short game play, which is getting better, then yes, I will take that. Give me Hovland as top European. Top rest of world player Corey Connors coming off another great ball striking week at Colonial, The deal with him is he just needs to find his flat stick. Maybe it happens this week. He's the best driver in this field, by the way, within the last 24 rounds. The driver's there. The Iron Game is elite, perhaps one of the best in the world as we stand. And he's a really good low-key sand game player. A lot of bunkers at this golf course. So we'll see if Corey Connors can get that done. Top Englishman matt wallace the more he plays in the states the better he's going to get i think he could really be a factor late in the summer third and par four scoring within the last 24 rounds par four scoring critical here you have to hold on on these difficult par fours here at Mirfield village give me matt wallace top englishman top australian kind of going out there guys and mostly because there's not a lot of competition in this category in my opinion Yes, Adam Scott is in the field, but he's been making cuts, not really doing much. T40 finished, T30, not really finishing inside the top 10. So give me Matt Jones. He's the best short game player in this field within the last 24 rounds. A winner earlier this year at the Honda Classic, which is, by the way, another difficult event. PGA National is no slouch. So I like Matt Jones as a sneaky play for top Australian. And then in terms of group betting, so that basically means they give you four golfers. You have to pick one golfer who will beat out the other three that week. Group D, Patrick Reed and maybe your sports book out there gives you that opportunity to do some group betting but i will take patrick reed in that group there so you guys have an idea about which golfers i'm on this week the scramblers a couple of elite ball strikers some guys who i didn't list off who i really like tony finau has been really good with his short game and the t to green game is coming around as well so he's a guy to watch out for in fact If you want to put an early bet on him for the U.S. Open, I think that would be a very good idea. Charlie Hoffman, I picked last week. He finished tied for third. The problem is he doesn't really have a good course history here at Mirfield. We'll see if he can buck that trend a little bit because he has been one of the elite iron players on the PGA Tour going back to the beginning of the calendar year. Hoffman, Bradley, and Connors, those guys... Have been really fantastic with their iron. So keep an eye on Hoffman this week as well. Ricky Fowler. He's a popular name. Are you willing to buy into that PGA championship top 10 finish? I'm not. But if you want to, I would not talk you out of it. He's now gained at least five strokes, T to Green, in four of his last five appearances at Mirfield Village. He plays well at this tournament. But again, it's one of those situations where I want to see it consecutively or at least longer term than just one tournament. That was his first top 10, by the way, guys, since going back to the beginning of 2020. January of 2020 was his previous top 10 finish on the PGA Tour. It has been a struggle for Ricky Fowler. So there you go, my picks this week for the Memorial Tournament. Keep up with me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99. You can catch me on SiriusXM and Sports Grid TV every single week at 11:40 a.m. Eastern Time, and of course, my interviews across the country sporadically this summer. NBC Sports, CBS Sports Radio, ESPN Radio affiliates across the nation. So keep track of that on my Twitter. And that's going to do it. This has been the Tiger Woods podcast.